Did you direct any of your officials to help him do that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You did? Better not tell Donald Trump. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. Who's standing right next I to you? I got the feeling that something ain't right. Oh, well. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast that's heard on KPFK, 90.7 FM in L.A., 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ and Cottage Grove on Queso, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, Columbus, Ohio's WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Grand Rapids, Michigan's WPRR, in New Orleans on WHIV, in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, Seattle, Washington's KODX, Red Bluff and Redding, California's KFOI, Round Mountain, California's KKRN, Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950 KTNF. We also stream coast to coast and around the globe every day, five days a week on the internets for your listening pleasure on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, and Detour Talk, amongst other fine affiliates. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today because, oh boy, what another day it is. Uh, late on Sunday night, not 72 hours after U.S. Special Counsel Robert Mueller indicted 12 top Russian military intelligence officers on 11 new felony indictments related to hacking into and stealing DNC and Hillary Clinton emails, and releasing them to the world in an attempt to manipulate the 2016 presidential election, allegedly, and just hours before his summit meeting in Helsinki on Monday with Russian president and former KGB spymaster Vladimir Putin, President Donald Trump tweeted, quote, Our relationship with Russia has never been worse thanks to many years of U.S. foolishness, and stupidity, and now the rigged witch hunt. That last reference, of course, is to the uh, Robert Mueller special probe, which has uh, issued more than 30 indictments by now and obtained guilty pleas from, uh, I believe it's five officials who worked with the Donald Trump campaign and or in the Trump administration itself. That attack on U.S. Uh, and U.S. law enforcement rather than on Russia or those indicted by Mueller continued during a remarkable joint press conference on Monday following the more than two hour long private meeting between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin in Helsinki, Finland. 
The U.S. president was asked a number of questions during the press conference afterwards regarding the detailed allegations set forth by the special counsel on Friday. And Donald Trump took each opportunity to attack not the detailed allegations of Russian interference, including implanting malware on the systems that were run by the DNC, by the DCCC, by the Hillary Clinton campaign, uh, but also on the computers and networks of state and local election officials. Those folks who have direct access from their computer to our voter registration and our vote uh, voting and tabulation computers. Can you think of anybody who's ever warned about that sort of thing here on these uh, on this broadcast? Uh, Trump did not attack nor even demand explanations about those attacks during the public press conference after their uh, their meeting. But instead, he directly attacked the U.S. probe itself and the FBI and the DNC. And he continued to defend his own campaign to reiterate multiple times as he has asserted that there was, quote, no collusion between him and his campaign and, and the Russian uh, government or Vladimir Putin, a question he was not actually asked about. But he denied it nonetheless, as he does. He was repeatedly given the opportunity to denounce Russia for interfering in the 2016 presidential election or even demand that Russia respond in some fashion to the very serious allegations detailed in Mueller's indictment on Friday. And it was a very detailed indictment. I don't know if you read it, but we covered it in detail on Friday's show at least some detail um, in that indictment charged that Russian military intelligence agents uh, working directly under Putin took extraordinary measures to undermine the American election in various ways. Instead of uh, taking either of those options, either calling uh, Putin out or at least demanding an explanation, he chose right there with Putin at his side in a foreign nation instead to criticize the FBI and special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. As Vox's Alex Ward spells it out, the American president, while the world was watching, threw U.S. law enforcement under the bus rather than denounce Russia's intelligence agencies. What's worse, says Ward, uh, it seems Trump believed Putin's denials that Moscow didn't interfere in the election at all. In fact, Trump went so far uh, as to call Mueller's probe, quote, a disaster for our country, a disaster for our country, for the U.S. This as the two men stood side by side in agreement on almost every point raised during the uh, joint presser, echoing his comments after a white nationalist killed a counter protester during a Nazi rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, back in uh, in uh, 2017. Trump said that, quote, both countries were responsible for the disintegration in relations between Russia and the U.S. in recent years. Here's Reuters' Jeff Mason asking Trump whether Russia should be held accountable for anything at all in all of this. Mr. President, you tweeted this morning that it's U.S. foolishness, stupidity, and the Mueller probe that is responsible for the decline in U.S. relations with Russia. 
Do you hold Russia at all accountable for anything in particular? And if so, what would you what would you consider them that they are responsible for? Yes, I do. I hold uh, both countries responsible. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish. We should have had this dialogue a long time ago. Uh, a long time, frankly, before I got to office. And I think we're all uh, to blame. I think that the, the probe is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart. It's kept us separated. There was no collusion at all. Uh, everybody knows it. Uh, people are being brought out to the fore. Uh, so far that I know, virtually none of it related to the campaign. And they're going to have to try really hard to find somebody that did relate to the campaign. That was a clean campaign. I beat Hillary Clinton easily. And frankly, uh, we beat her. And I'm not even saying from the standpoint we won that race. And it's a shame that there can even be a little bit of a cloud over it. Uh, people know that, people understand it, but the main thing, and we discussed this also, is zero collusion. And it has had a negative impact upon the relationship of the two largest nuclear powers in the world. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what's going on with the probe. That's how Donald Trump answered that question from uh, Reuters reporter Jeff Mason. Uh, Mason asked a follow-up to President Putin as to why the world should believe his denials about interference in the 2016 election, which Donald Trump instead jumped in to answer uh, in his own, by now, very familiar way. For President Putin, if I could follow up as well. Um, why should Americans and why should President Trump believe your statement that Russia did not intervene in the 2016 election, given the evidence that U.S. intelligence agencies have provided? And will you consider extraditing the 12 Russian officials that were indicted last week by a U.S. grand jury? Well, I'm going to let the president answer the second part of that question. But as you know, uh, the whole concept of that came up perhaps a little bit before, but it came out as a reason why the Democrats lost an election which, frankly, they should have been able to win because the Electoral College is much more advantageous for Democrats, as you know, than it is to Republicans. Uh, we won the Electoral College by a lot, 306 to 223, I believe. And uh, that was a well-fought, uh, that was a well-fought battle. We did a great job. And frankly, uh, I'm gonna let the president speak to the second part of your question. But uh, just to say it one time again, and I say it all the time, uh, there was no collusion. I didn't know the president. Uh, there was nobody to collude with. There was no collusion with the campaign. And every time you hear all of these, you know, 12 and 14, it's stuff that has nothing to do. And frankly, they admit these are not people involved in the campaign. But to the average reader out there, they're saying, well, maybe that does. It doesn't. Uh, and even the people involved, some perhaps told misstories, although in one case the FBI said there was no lie. There was no lie. Somebody else said there was. Uh, we ran a brilliant campaign, and that's why I'm president. Thank you. All right. Well, a lot of familiar stuff there amongst uh, Donald Trump's babble from Helsinki standing next to uh, Vladimir Putin. But just for the record, no, the Electoral College is not much more advantageous uh, to Democrats than it is to Republicans. 
In fact, Republicans have much more voting power in the Electoral College thanks to the fact that every state gets uh, a vote for each of their two senators, no matter how many people are actually represented in the state. So Wyoming, and I'm just covering this because Donald Trump has been saying this now year after year, oh, the Electoral College works much better for Democrats. No, it doesn't. So Wyoming, for example, they get two electoral votes. Um, for their less than 600,000 residents. Meanwhile, California out here also gets two electoral votes, despite its uh, two senators representing some 40 million residents. So this notion that somehow, uh, you know, oh, the Democrats have it easy in the Electoral College is complete and utter nonsense. Now, there was one point, uh, however, on which the two men appeared to um, to disagree somewhat, uh, Trump and Putin did, disputing the U.S. intelligence community's own assessment that Russia interfered in the 2016. Trump said, quote, I have President Putin. He just said it's not Russia. Adding, I don't see any reason why Russia would have interfered in the 2016 election. Well, that point was somewhat contradicted by Vladimir Putin himself, who, while also denying that Russia had interfered in the election in any way, conceded his preference of Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton in the 2016 presidential race when he was asked directly uh, by media if he ordered anybody to act on that position. President Trump. When he was a candidate, he mentioned the need to restore the Russia-U.S. relationship. Isn't it natural to be sympathetic towards a person who is willing to restore the relationship with our country, who wants to work with us? And did you direct any of your officials to help him do that? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because he talked about bringing the U.S.-Russia relationship back to normal. So, yes, he did. That was uh, Vladimir Putin responding to the question of whether he actually, uh, you know, instructed his officials to help in some fashion to help Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton. Now, uh, as I saw someone observe after this uh, amazing press conference on Monday morning, the response on Twitter is basically uh, hundreds or thousands of different ways of people saying WTF. After this conference, um, and uh, you might wish to say WTF as well, you can do so, uh, well, as long as you don't say what those letters actually stand for. You can do so by giving us a call at 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK is our phone numbers. I want to get your uh, thoughts on this press conference today. Um a tiny sampling of some of the WTF answers uh, or responses to this uh, press conference. John Dean, Richard Nixon's former White House counsel, said, wow, if you aren't horrified by Trump's performance at the Helsinki Putin Trump press conference, you don't love our country. Trump is disgusting, only interested in himself, not the American people. And then in all caps, resign, Mr. Trump. You are not America first. You are Trump and only Trump. David Korn, the uh, D.C. journalist who was the first to report on the so-called Steele dossier in advance of the 2016 election uh, for Mother Jones, wrote, uh, quote, the president of the United States just met with the man who, according to the U.S. government, was in charge of a criminal conspiracy that attacked the United States. And it's all smiles, 
This is treachery, said Korn. Dan Rather said no American president has ever appeared as supplicant to a hostile foreign power who attacked us, an attack that the intelligence community says is ongoing. Ron Wyden, Democratic U.S. Senator from Oregon, member of the U.S. Senate uh, Intelligence Committee, I believe, uh, said Russia attacked our democracy, murders people around the world with impunity, seized territory from a sovereign nation, shot down an airplane full of civilians, but... Donald Trump holds, quote, both countries responsible. This is a national embarrassment, said Wyden. Mark Warner, Democratic U.S. Senator from Virginia, who chairs the Senate Intelligence Committee. Um, or he doesn't chair it. He's the ranking member, I should say, of the uh, U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee, uh, which found in its bipartisan report just a week or so ago that Russia did, in fact, interfere and manipulate the U.S. presidential election. They agreed with the U.S. intelligence community. Uh, Warner said uh, for the president to side with Putin over his own intelligence office officials and blame the U.S. for Russia's attack on our democracy is a complete disgrace. Tim Kaine, Virginia's other Democratic U.S. senator and uh, Hillary Clinton's 2016 vice presidential candidate, uh, said this is a sad, shameful moment for our great nation. Uh, senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut said this entire trip has just been one giant middle finger from Donald Trump to his own country. Describing all of this as just jaw-dropping, that not only after today's press conference with Putin, but also after Trump did manage to, um, well, he had only kind words for Russia, he did manage to attack Germany, the uh, leadership of the UK. He threatened to leave NATO. He actually called the EU a, quote, foe of the U.S. while describing Russia as a, quote, competitor. Of course, those are all Democratic uh, Congress members, members of the media, Nixon's former lawyers. So they're all just lefties, I guess. So we can ignore them. What about the reaction from the right? Well, uh, as one might expect, their response uh, has so far been somewhat muted, though a few now have spoken out in response to this uh, remarkable turn of events, at least sort of. Uh, the most WTF response, I think, came from uh, South Carolina U.S. Senator uh, Lindsey Graham, who tweeted, quote, missed opportunity by President Trump to firmly hold Russia accountable for 2016 meddling and delivering a strong warning regarding future elections. This answer by President Trump will be seen by Russia as a sign of weakness and create far more problems than it solves. And then he added, it is imperative that Congress hold hearings on the extent and scope of any cooperation with Russia in Syria regarding Iran's presence. So, yeah, WTF. Uh, they weren't all that bizarre. John McCain, one of the most, uh, said uh, this was, quote, one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president in memory. House Speaker Paul Ryan said the president must appreciate that Russia is not our ally. There is no moral equivalence between the U.S. and Russia. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who took the opportunity before the 2016 election to prevent Barack Obama from doing more to stop whatever it was that Russia was up to at the time, now that it's all over, McConnell says the Russians are not our friends, and I entirely agree with the assessment of our intelligence community. 
Well, that was like pulling teeth to even get that much from McConnell. Congressman Will Hurd of Texas said, I never would have thought the U.S. president would become one of the uh, would become one of the ones getting played by old KGB hands. Nebraska Senator Ben Sass said this is bizarre and flat out wrong. The U.S. is not to blame. America wants a good relationship with Russian with the Russian people. But Vladimir Putin and his thugs are responsible for Soviet style aggression. Outgoing Republican uh, U.S. Senator Jeff Flake from Arizona said, I never thought I would see the day when our American president would stand on the stage with the Russian president and place blame on the U.S. for Russian aggression. He said this is shameful. Uh, there was uh, some stronger words that I think uh, are, are worth playing here before we get to a break and to uh, some of your calls at 818-985-5735 uh, from former U.S. House member turned radio talk show host and still very hard right winger Joe Walsh. Uh, Desi Doyne, do you follow Joe Walsh on the Twitters? I try not to. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah, because he's kind of crazy. He's a yeah. kind of a crazy right winger. He's very fringe. Uh, except... He uh, suggested that today that he had finally had enough. And it was really a series of remarkable tweets. Uh, You know, if you've ever followed this guy on when I say he's a hard right winger, he's a hard right winger. Uh, If you've ever followed him, you know that this is kind of remarkable. Here's just some of his tweets. He went off on a rant. He said, today is the final straw for me. I will never support Trump again. If that makes me a never Trumper, so be it. I'm a Tea Party conservative. That will never change. But Trump was a traitor to this country today. That must not be accepted. Speak out. He says what you saw today was collusion on the world stage. He said, by the way, we are still under attack from Russia. And the president of the United States just made clear he's on Russia's side. Republicans speak out, said Walsh. This can't be tolerated. He called Trump a traitor today. I cannot and will not support a traitor. No decent American should. By the way, I don't agree with that traitor aspect. Uh, Treason is very specifically defined in the U.S. Constitution uh, to have a certain meaning. So I think you sort of cheapen that uh, phrase when you call everyone a treasonous or a traitor. Um, In any event, uh, Walsh went on to say, I've always tried to balance my personal distaste for Trump with my support for much of the agenda. The good Trump, bad Trump thing after today, that dance is over. The bad Trump now clearly outweighs any policy benefits. He is a danger to this country. I can't straddle anymore. It kind of went on and on like that from Joe Walsh, which was in and of itself amazing. He even called on Fox News to to go ahead. He said, try to defend this press conference, adding, I dare you. Well, I suspect Fox News will most likely do exactly that in spades, but not necessarily everyone there at Fox News. Remarkably, Neil Cavuto Uh, and a reporter that he uh, spoke with right after this press conference in Helsinki called out Donald Trump as, yes, disgusting based on his remarks and his behavior with Vladimir Putin. This was the time and the place for the president to look Putin squarely in the eye and said, you will be punished for what you did in 2016 and don't ever think about doing that again. But he didn't. And that's what made it disgusting. That's what made his performance Disgusting. I'm sorry, it's just the only way I feel. It's not a right or left thing to me, it's just wrong. A U.S. president on foreign soil talking to our biggest enemy or 
adversary or competitor, I, I don't know how we define them these days, is essentially letting the guy get away with this and not even, you know, uh, offering a mild, a mild criticism. Th that, I, that, 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 that sets us back a lot. That was Fox News. That was Fox News calling Donald Trump disgusting. Of course, I'd love to get your thoughts on today's just remarkable press conference. I, no matter how you feel about uh, these allegations, if you bother to read them, you will see they are remarkably detailed. Uh, these uh, ones on Friday against these uh, 12 Russian intelligence, uh, military intelligence officials. So I would love to get your thoughts on this, um, on the press conference, on Trump's behavior here overall uh, over the past few days during his trail of destruction in Europe. Is this the last straw for Republicans? Have they finally had enough or will they simply find a way to keep supporting this guy in advance of the November elections? Which are still, by the way, completely unsecured completely susceptible to manipulation by forces outside and inside this country, which is frankly what I had hoped to spend time talking about today, particularly after those indictments on Friday and my conversation on Friday's broadcast with a Republican from South Carolina um, uh, on Friday. He's uh, suing the state of South Carolina to end the use of its 100 percent unverifiable touchscreen voting systems. They were purchased back in 2006. They've resulted in one disastrous election after another in the state over the past 12 years, and they will be used once again uh, in November in South Carolina, similarly to every state in the union which uses these privatized voting and vote tabulation and voter registration systems. Maybe I'll get to some of that in a bit, but I'd love to hear from you on your reaction to Monday's press conference at 818-985-5735. Let me play one more clip before we get to a break and then your calls. Uh, AP reporter John Lemire had the last question of the press conference. He asked why Trump disagrees with his own intelligence agencies and if he'd give a warning to uh, Putin to not interfere in future elections. And now instead of doing so... Trump uh, instead immediately turned to attack the FBI and the DNC for not turning over their server after the uh, alleged hacks on uh, on the DNC occurred. Both the FBI and, and DNC have said they turned over a full copy of that server to law enforcement, if not the actual machine itself. It's unclear how much of that Trump understands, at least based on his answer here that I'll play in a second, but he did he did hear Fox News over the years complaining about the fact that the DNC's server itself was never turned over to the FBI. And uh, as he claims, the FBI was asked to leave the DNC. It's the first I've heard about that. Uh, he also, Trump did, uh, seem to be conflating the DNC server with Hillary Clinton's private email server, which was, in fact, yes, turned over to the FBI, though only after it had supposedly been forensically wiped. And Trump, in his crazy answer, also uh, raised the now disproven claim. It was disproven just a, a week or so ago by the inspector general that a Pakistani-born Democratic congressional aide acted in, uh, impropri uh, impropri improperly in some way. Uh, here was the question from AP's John Lemire and, uh, and Trump's full answer to it. 
Just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. What, who, my first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016, and would you warn him to never do it again? So let me just say that we have two thoughts. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. Haven't they taken the server? Why was the FBI told to leave the office of the Democratic National Committee? I've been wondering that. I've been asking that for months and months, and I've been tweeting it out and calling it out on social media. Where is the server? I want to know where is the server and what is the server saying? With that being said, all I can do is ask the question. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be, but I really do want to see the server. Uh, but I have, uh, I have confidence in both parties. I, I really believe that this will probably go on for a while, but I don't think it can go on without finding out what happened to the server. What happened to the servers of the Pakistani gentlemen that worked on the DNC? Where are those servers? They're missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary Clinton's emails? 33,000 emails, gone, just gone. I think in Russia they wouldn't be gone so easily. I think it's a disgrace that we can't get Hillary Clinton's 33,000 emails. So I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. Okay, so uh, that was uh, just a whole bunch of Fox News uh, babble coming from the President of the United States. What is the server saying? Uh, the Pakistani gentleman's server is not missing. Uh, you may be saying WTF yourself right about now. Uh, maybe you're not. I don't know. Give me a call. 818-985-5735 if you'd like to ring in on this. Uh, will this turn of events change the way that Republicans deal with Trump at all? Or are they desperate enough in advance of the midterms to simply go along with him, to simply keep protecting him, no matter how insane all of this gets, uh, as I suspect they will continue to do. Uh, you can also tweet me. Uh, I am the Brad Blog. If you want to uh, reach out via Twitter or give us a call at 818-985-5735. Quick break and we're back. I know a lot of you want to ring in here, so we'll get to all your calls straight away right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts, over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth, and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the Bradcast. But we need your help to do it. If you enjoy the show and or get something from it, please give back a bit, if you can, by visiting us at bradblog.com donate. Your support helps Desi and me continue to bring you real, independent, progressive news five days a week over your public airwaves. We simply can't do it without your help, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com donate today. 
to make a one-time donation or, even better, automated monthly support. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you can rest easy knowing that we'll be here every day making sense of it all, or at least trying to. That's bradblog.com donate, and thanks. From Russia with love I fly to you Much wiser Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com Man Alive. 818-985-5735 is our uh, our phone number, you know. And uh, by the way, I continue to be quite skeptical uh, of everything. I'm always skeptical of everything and everybody. I want to see the actual evidence for the charges that Robert Mueller is making. Uh, it's mostly allegations in the indictment uh, that was filed on Friday, although there are very detailed allegations that would be very difficult to make up out of whole cloth. Um, but Donald Trump doesn't appear to care. Uh, he He's not even asking simply, you know, he could have condemned Russia or Putin or, you know, he could have just said, I expect an explanation for these things. I'm dubious. I'm skeptical. I would like to see uh, an explanation from President Putin about uh, the material uh, included in these allegations. He did not even do that. Let's get to some of your calls. 818-985-5735. Let's go to Chris in L.A. Hey, Chris, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Brad. Okay, so so it's pretty clear. I think at, at this point it has to be semi-clear to even Fox News watchers, and, and that's several points. Why, why does Trump, in the face of the conclusions of 17 of our own intelligence agencies that say that they're, they're, they affected, the Russians affected the outcome and meddled in our elections, but here's the part that some of the newscasters don't uh, mention, in favor of Trump, that the Russians and Putin wanted Trump elected and wanted to harm Hillary. So why why would they why would he continue knowing it to be a lie, believing our enemy, but not believing his own government? And the reason is because it would make him a totally illegitimate president, which I believe him to be for that reason among many others. And another question yeah. why is it that so many of his administrative people, his cabinet members, etc when they were questioned by Congress, told the Congress under oath that they had no contact with the Russian, a Russian uh, official or the Russian government prior to the election. And then when we found evidence of that, they backtracked on that. That's not coincidence. Why did, why did Donald Trump Jr. lie about the reason for meeting with the Russians about uh, Hillary's, uh, the DNC emails, etc., and then, and then have Trump lie about it further by admitting that he actually wrote the summary of what occurred there, which, which in my opinion is, is also, you're basically an aider and a better to lying to Congress. That's an impeachable offense. Thanks, Chris. This is, this is the tipping point. They've had it with the incompetence and corruption. 
it's time to impeach. I'm sorry, Brett. Go ahead. No, no. Thank you, Chris. I, I appreciate your thoughts. I want to get to a bunch of others. Uh, you're not uh, necessarily wrong on any of them. I would uh, say only that I don't regard Russia as our enemy, um, but uh, or at least we shouldn't. That said, um, I think all your points are well taken. Thanks for that call, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, let me go to, oh, our friend Ernie. Is that Ernie Canning? Ernie Canning uh, from Thousand Oaks. Ernie Canning, longtime uh, legal advisor and uh, author at bradblog.com. Hey, Ernie, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. How about you? Uh, another slow news day, huh? Yeah, another slow day. Uh, listen, uh, uh, first thing I wanted to yeah. do is give you, uh, you'd given a, a number of quotes of tweets. This is from former CIA director John Brennan today. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump's press conference performance in Helsinki rises to and exceeds the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. It was not short, nothing short of treasonous. Not only were Trump's comments imbecilic, he is wholly in the pocket of Putin. Republican patriots, where are you? With three question marks at the end. A good question. Uh, and by the way, I don't. Uh, I'm no fan of of John Brennan, to be frank. Uh, and I'm I'm dubious and skeptical of everything that he says and does, uh, as I am of anybody, frankly, in the intelligence community. That said, you got a guy who was uh, the head of the what was he, he was head of CIA, wasn't he? Uh, Brennan. He yes, com- former CIA director. Yeah, former CIA director coming out and saying these are impeachable offenses, whether you like uh, Brennan or not. Uh, well, that'll catch your uh, catch your notice, won't it? <laughs> well, and in fact, he uses the word treason, and I know you, you shy away of it because mm-hmm. the constitutional definition yep. is whether or not we are at war. Right. And the question is whether or not, and, and I've been reading some of Lawrence Tribe stuff on this, mm-hmm. the question is whether or not you would deem a cyber attack on the United States as an act of war. If, in fact, it is, then if Trump colluded with him, or if he's colluding now, um, he is uh, uh, he has committed treason. And here's the but but not Ernie. Let me just respond there. I, I, yeah, I actually do think it, it it is it can be characterized as an act of war. I think all of these cyber crimes are acts of war. Frankly, uh, when they come from nation states. That said, uh, you know the U.S. government has not declared. Uh, us at war with Russia. So to use this uh, claim that this is treason or he's traitorous, uh, you won't get very far with it. It works for PR, but not in a legal sense. No, I don't think I agree with you have to have a formal declaration. I think what he did today, and let me me back up for a minute. Mm -hmm. Remember, uh, last uh, February, we published uh, an article that I wrote uh, Mm -hmm. uh, regarding uh, called Beyond uh, uh, the Steel Dossier. It had to do with Glenn Simpson's testimony before Congress. Right. And one of the things that he revealed was that early on, when Steele was doing this work for him, that Steele told him he felt he had a professional responsibility to report his findings to the FBI. And there were a couple of reasons, one which he thought there was a crime in progress, but the other one was that he thought there was a significant chance that the guy that would become the 45th president of the United States was a compromised Russian asset. Mm-hmm. And um, I think everything that's occurred since then has revealed that there is a substantial likelihood. In fact, it's ever more and more obvious that Steele was right and that what you had in Helsinki was a meeting between a Russian asset and his handler. And that's why they met alone 
with nobody else uh, uh, there to hear what was being said other, other than, than the interpreter. Yeah, I was going to say, other than the translators, uh, boy, those two translators have suddenly become uh, very valuable. Ernie, I appreciate the thought, and I would point folks to uh, bradblog.com to read Ernie's piece on this. Very detailed, looking at the uh, Steele dossier uh, called Beyond the Steele dossier at bradblog.com. Ernie, uh, thanks for uh, checking in, my friend. Uh, we will talk to you soon. I want to get to a bunch of folks uh, calling in. Thanks, brother. You bet, Brad. Take care. You bet. All right, let me get to, uh, let me see. Oh, we have a correction here. Apparently I screwed something up. We always like to do corrections first. Hey, Brett from West hey, L.A. Welcome to the broadcast. What did I screw up? Right, so you were talking about the Electoral College, and you said that it's uh, two per state. That's not correct. It's per, uh, That's the Senate. That's how the Senate works. It, well, no, actually, uh, so you get uh, uh, one electoral vote for each U.S. House member and uh, two for each U.S. senator. No, I'm talking about the, the way the Electoral College works, the, uh, the amount of me too. proportional representation. Um, yeah, me too. You know, so I'm, I'm just saying that the Electoral College, California, gets a much heavier say in voting than does, uh, let's say, uh, a place like, uh, I don't know, New Hampshire, Wyoming, or New Hampshire. Yes, that's right. We yeah. we get one for each House member and two for each senator. So, for example, yeah. uh, but the House, but the House is based on population. So that means that a state like California is not going to be anywhere near as equal to a, a place like Wyoming. Maybe, uh, maybe I just didn't understand the way you were explaining it. Yeah, I probably not I, like you're saying they're equal. No, I will blame myself. Uh, but yeah, for example, if. Uh, California was broken up into three separate states, as uh, yeah. many are talking about doing, or uh, actually will be on the uh, November election ballot as a ballot initiative unless it's tossed off. But uh, in that case, California would be broken up into three different states. It would essentially have the same amount of U.S. House members for those three states, but we would get... Uh, let's see, four more U.S. senators for those two new states that were, correct, uh, that, that were created. So we'd have a lot more appropriate representation. Like I said, there's less than uh, 600,000 uh, people who live in Wyoming, yet they get two electoral votes for their two senators. We have 40 million in California, and we still get only two electoral votes for our two U.S. senators, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense in the sense that if you look at the way the country was founded with, uh, what's it called, uh, states that were small and big, the compromise made was that uh, that's the whole, the whole right. reason why we have the House and the Senate separated to begin with. Right. I mean, the Electoral College is a, a, a hybrid, but that makes sense because if you think about it, you're talking about the, uh, what's it called, the uh, presidential branch being, uh, it's a compromise of how you, you select it. You, you, Correct. You don't want small states being just insignificant. Correct. You don't want big states being underserved, so they came up with the Electoral College. Right. Um, but that, but that compromise, uh, at least as many have argued, has outgrown its uh, usefulness because it's become so wildly disproportionate with the way the population actually yeah. is. And I, mean, I was trying to respond to Trump's claim that he's made over and over again uh, that, you know, the Electoral College is much more difficult for Republicans than it is for Democrats. And that is simply wrong. No, I, and I understand that, but I mean, as far as um, the Electoral College is concerned, if you guys, if people want to get rid of the Electoral College, then they're also probably have to advocate getting rid of the Senate, too, and just going purely to the House of Representatives. It's the same thing. I mean, mm. that's the way our government works. 
Otherwise, it's an inconsistent argument. Well, I, 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 yeah, and I hear you, and I'm not actually arguing to do away with the Electoral College, uh, and I don't think you would have to do away with the Senate either in order to do away with the Electoral College and simply go to a, uh, a popular vote if you wanted to. Okay. I mean, if, if that's what people want to advocate, just yeah, that's something. I, it's just something I hear a lot. Yep. Is, uh, people don't really bring that point up ever. So okay. I mean, that's all. Thanks, Brett. I appreciate that call. Eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five is our phone number. A lot of you still hanging on. We're going to try to get to everyone if we can. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let's take a quick break, and we will come back with more broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't go away. <laughs> The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener-supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Please help us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations around the nation. Please drop by bradblog.com donate. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. You are back on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Uh, co- uh, one of my Twitter followers who calls him or herself Kofeve Le Pew uh, tweets in to me at the Brad Blog to say the Republicans have made it perfectly clear they have chosen power and party over country. I'm sad to say, but I am so thankful that my parents didn't live to see this. One of the last acts my mom did was actively campaign for Obama in 08. This would break her. Desi Doyne, you had a thought before we go back to the calls at 818-985-5735? Yes, I did. Remember, in summer of 2016, uh, the congressional leadership of both parties was informed by uh, the Senate, by the U.S. Intelligence Committee, that Russia had done these cyber intrusions, and they believed that the Russian government was behind them. And Senate Majority Leader Republican Mitch McConnell refused to issue a joint statement that would alert the public to what was going on, and he threatened to label it partisan obstruction. Just want to point that out. So with Trump standing there next to Putin, throwing our intelligence community under the bus, he is sending a signal that, hey, if you want to mess with the 2018 election, I'll help you deny it. And it's something to keep in mind when you hear uh, folks on the right, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook, whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's Fox News, uh, saying, why didn't Obama do something about it? Obama tried to do at least something about it. Not nearly enough, in my opinion, but what he was trying to do, he was blocked from doing by, yes, Mitch McConnell. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Mike in L.A., welcome to the broadcast. Mike? Hi, Brad. I just wanted to observe that Mr. Trump did actually say the truth when he said this is a, the Mueller probe is a great disaster for our country because... Since 2013, his country has been Russia, which bailed him out financially and to whom he's been dependent ever since. <laughs> well, you may have a point there, Mike. Uh, thank you uh, very much for that uh, thought. Uh, just, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about this. I don't know. As I've said every day, I don't even know how to cover this. There are so many other things that also continue to need coverage. Had a whole show 
uh, that I was hoping to do about, uh, uh, you know, the, the corporatization of our electoral system. Uh, the FBI uh, told the state of Maryland, or at least Maryland told us that the FBI told them on uh, on Friday that the company that does all of their voter registration statewide, that handles uh, uh, candidacies, handles election night results and more, is financed by a Russian oligarch. And while I'm not, uh, I don't feel that uh, Russia is the, the boogeyman that many paint them to be, just the idea that a private company, many private companies own all of our election apparatus and a state like Maryland does not even know who is, who owns those companies that own our public election apparatus is shameful. Maybe we'll talk about some of that on uh, tomorrow's broadcast. Uh, let's go to Jackie in Chino. Hey, Jackie, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. You on bet. a quick note, uh, now, everybody's down on him, even his both, even both parties. How long is uh, this going to last, and what's next? That's my question to you. Thank you. <laughs> if, if I could answer that, uh, I'd be making a lot more money than I'm making. I get to, Desi's got an answer. You well, got an answer. What's next? I, I don't actually have okay. an answer. What uh, actually I do have a bit of an answer. I think what is next is that the Republicans won't do anything. They'll say stuff. They'll be all up in arms on Twitter and when they come out with their public statements. But I highly doubt they'll take any action whatsoever. The Republicans. Yes, the yeah. ones who are in charge of you know both houses of Congress and are putting all the judges into the judiciary uh, that Trump wants to have in there. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do anything. Yeah, you know it was like that uh, comment uh, that I, I read some of uh, from Joe Walsh that rant on uh, on Twitter. Uh, you know, saying that he was sort of holding his tongue because he was getting the policies that he wanted anyway. But no more, he says. He's not going to do that. Easy for him to say. He's already lost his uh, reelection bid, uh, I think, back in 2016 or 2014. Um, the uh, folks who are still uh, relying on this same base of voters uh, to win this November, what are they going to do? I don't know. 818-985-5735. Let's go to uh, Tim in Oakland. Hey, Tim, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, thanks to, Thanks for your, uh, taking my call. Sure. Um, Trump is, is right-wing crack. And <laughs> as you were just discussing, the Republicans are getting everything they ever dreamed for from him. They're going to put up with the, uh, I think it's going to be lethal side effects, but until... It really comes home to roost to people of the damage he's done. You're absolutely right. They're gonna they're gonna hem and haw and they're gonna make all these noises, but they won't do anything because they're getting everything they want. And, and so I'm going to I'm I'm yeah. gonna be going through uh, Devin Nunez territory here shortly, and I keep thinking about you know the people that support him. They only care about the price of milk. Most of those people don't even know Russia. Uh, all this stuff, and he's doing what they want, and and, and uh, they don't even care about the price of milk, uh, Mike. Yeah. That's the that's the amazing thing. Uh, we covered also, I think it was Friday's show, Thursday or Friday's show, the fact that uh, the working class. Uh, are making less money than they were because, thanks to inflation. They are making less money now than they were before the tax cuts uh, last, uh, whatever it was, last December, late last year. They're actually the, the working people, the so-called forgotten men and women 
uh, that Trump promised, you know, the men and women, forgotten men and women of the middle class that Trump promised to take care of. Those forgotten men and women are getting screwed. They are doing less good than they were uh, before the tax cut. So Absolutely. Yeah. But again, Trump is crack. It doesn't help anything. But boy, they sure feel good when he tweets these <laughs> yep. ultra right wing things that, uh, you know. A bad day plus a Trump tweet makes them feel better. You're absolutely right. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate that uh, call. Drive safely up there and give my best to uh, Devin uh, Nunes up there. Uh, it wouldn't be a broadcast with open phones without a, uh, a visit from our friend Morris in Long Beach. Omo, oh, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Brad, how you feeling? How you feeling? Let me share something with you. Go. Uh, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a stick in this wheel that's rolling pretty good. Good. Uh, Dr. King said that uh, you should. Ne- one of his Ten Commandments was to never trust military intelligence. Mm-hmm. And if one of our, our sources of information or integrity is the FBI, they don't have any uh, integrity in my community. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to get us a new base going here, Brad. Uh, if you live in the United States and you make less than a million dollars, you don't have to pay no taxes at all. You got it? That's going to be our new base. And I wish somebody would ask me, how are we going to pay for some of these things? How are we going to oh, pay for some of these things, Morris? Oh, well, gee whiz, we're going to pull a Putin. You know what Putin did? I like this about Putin. What's that? He told his oligarchs that if they don't bring their money that they got around the world, if they don't bring it back to Russia, he's going to take it. That's what I would do, Brad. If you don't bring your money back, I'm not just talking about the Panama Papers. We had a situation down in Sweden where I think they paid $3 billion, but they never released the names of the people who were hiding their money yep. over there. Okay. Remember that? Yep. So uh, if you make less than a million dollars, we're going to get us a new base going, Brad, a new uh, voting base. You make less than a million dollars for the next 10 years. You don't have to pay taxes in this country. And I'll finance free college for everybody. I will finance free edu- uh, uh, free health care for everybody. And I wish somebody would ask me again, where are you going to get the money, Morris? Where are you going to get the money, Morris? Wait, you already told us where you're going to get Where are you going to get the money, Morris? I'll show you where I'm going to get it Quick, from, Brad. I'm going to tell you something. Like I told you last week, we're going to eliminate the billionaire class. We're going to make America great again. And when America was great, we didn't have a billionaire class. All we had was that guy, J. Paul Getty. Talk to you later. Thanks, Morris. I appreciate the call. Uh, Morris, I think, uh, wants, uh, uh, wanted me to run for Secretary of State. I say Morris for President. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let's go to, uh, let's get, we're going to get to everyone, sort of, maybe. Elaine in Pasadena. Hey, Elaine, very quickly, welcome to the broadcast. What's on your mind? Hey, first, I want to say I'm not a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. I was a Bernie supporter and a watch for the last three years as yep. the DNC actually created this Putin-Trump uh, fake story. And so what I'm concerned about is... Wait, wait, which taking, fake story? Wait, which taking, fake story? Taking, wait, 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 let me just finish. Well, which which fake story, though? So we know. The fake story about the Trump-Putin collusion. No okay. proof. Still uh-huh. no proof. Okay. Indictments are not proof. So, uh-huh. But what I, my question is, is World War Three? Is this Cold War, is this really worth any of this, whether or not that happened? I just don't think that we should put the whole planet at risk. So are, are you cool with a foreign—let me ask you, Elaine, are you cool then with a foreign comp- country determining who is uh, who will be the president of the United States every four years? Well, like I said, I have researched this for three years, mm-hmm. so I know that that didn't happen. <laughs> if you did the same thing, you would find out the same. 
Really? So, well, I, 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 Elaine, let me, let me, we're, we're, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, Elaine. Uh, I have also been uh, researching it for more right, than okay. the last three years. Right. I have serious concerns and questions about uh, right. our electoral system overall. I have been uh, skeptical uh, of the uh, charges about Russia. You said that right. there was no collusion between Russia and Putin. And uh, so no, far, no. I'm sorry, Putin and Trump. And let me go ahead and and say uh, and agree with you that so far we haven't seen any direct uh, evidence to that end. That said, that said, it doesn't take collusion between the two of them uh, to attack and affect our election. Did you read that indictment on Friday? Yes, and I I went through it with a a great... uh a group of people that will go through and go through. And what are you dubious and skeptical? I'm coming up to the end of the show, Elaine. So be sharp. What's your, are you skeptical about? Is that suddenly people who claim to be progressives are depending on the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and et cetera. All of a sudden, these are, these are the people that have been lying to us for, that's what they do. They lie. Sometimes they do lie. I'm asking you about the indictment on Friday. What is it that you doubt or that you're dubious and skeptical about in that very detailed indictment on Friday, Elaine? There's no proof in it. None. Zero. Zilt. Nothing. So they made it, made all of that up. All of those attacks. Yeah, they make uh, it all up. Okay. (laughs) They've been making it up. So anyway, you can look, you can find, and you you know, World War III is not my idea of a good idea. It ain't my idea either, and I think we ought to get along with uh, Russia, but I think you ought to uh, pay attention to those details in that report and the attentions that I've been warning people about for some 15 years when it comes to the vulnerability of our electoral system and that was uh, clearly exploited in 2016. Read that uh, indictment. The secretaries of state in several important states, mm-hmm. the uh, NSA, uh, the Homeland Security was the ones that breached. Okay, uh, You can look into that. They okay. Wh- which ones, by the way? Which uh, which one? Which secretary? I don't have it. Oh. I'm on my okay. I'm on my cell, right. in my car. But yes, that's true. Yeah, one of they them was one of them who made that claim was the uh, far right Brian Kemp in Georgia. So if you want to go with the Republicans no, on like this, I understand. Four of them, All right. Not just somebody that's yeah. a right winger. Okay. But anyway, thanks, Elaine. That's my feeling. No World War Three, please. Thank you. Yes, please. Thank you very much, <laughs> Elaine. I appreciate the call. Um, oh, we don't have time. We do have to get out here. My uh, thanks to all everyone who called in uh, today. I'm sorry I couldn't get to everyone, but you all, you guys just kept calling and calling for some reason. Uh, thanks for that, uh, and thanks for all of those uh, who uh, hung on and I couldn't get to and everything else. Uh, we will continue this conversation, I suspect, on tomorrow's thrilling broadcast. Until then, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my soundboard operator today, Gary Baca, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's program, you can download it anytime for free, along with all of them that we have ever done for the past 15 years at bradblog.com. Drop me email. Email if you like. I'm Bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the Brad Blog. And that is it. Until we meet again tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.